Would you go with me in your Bibles or your order of service? Uh, we'll be looking at John chapter 11, um, but we'll be focusing today only in verses 28 through 37. John chapter 11, verses 28 through 37. Um, This is the word of God. When she had said this, she went and called her sister Mary, saying in private, The teacher is here and is calling for you. And when she heard it, she rose quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet come into the village, but was still in the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who were with her in the house consoling her saw Mary rise quickly and go out, they followed her, supposing that she was going to the tomb to weep there. Now, when Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would no have died. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who had been, who had come with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in his spirit and greatly troubled. And he said, Where, where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. So the Jews said, See how he loved him. But some of them said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man also have kept this man from dying? Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come before your word in humility with the understanding that only you are the one who can reveal what is written in your word to our hearts through the power of the Holy Spirit, not through our own strength. And only you can empower us to believe these words. So we do thank you that if we are here and we have belief in you, we have received the greatest gift ever And we are here growing in this faith that you are building up in our lives, in our hearts. But we also together as brothers and sisters in Christ, we pray for anyone here in this place who still don't know you. We pray that the glory of Christ will shine upon them so that they might see that you are the Savior, Lord Jesus and that you are willing to love them as well if they believe in you, being this a gift that comes from you. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. There are two things that are revealed in this miracle, in the miracle of Jesus raising Lazarus in this chapter, chapter 11. One, The first thing is 
Jesus is revealing his glory. And we see that throughout the whole gospel, uh, the gospel of John and all the gospels, that Jesus, through the miracles and the signs that he's doing, is revealing to people his divine nature. And he's doing that so that people might believe in him. It is essential for a person who called himself a Christian to believe that Jesus Christ is God, that Jesus Christ is divine. And it is because he is God. And unless you recognize him as God, you cannot call yourself a follower of Jesus. You need to, first of all, believe that Jesus Christ is God. And what he does is throughout his ministry, throughout his uh, time here on earth, reveal to them, to the people around them, and to us through his word, that he is God. We have the example of Jesus healing a paralytic, but before he does that, he forgave his sins. And the Pharisees said, only God can forgive sins. And Jesus said, so that you know that the Son of God has power to forgive sins, raise up, take up your mat, and walk. He was proving to them that he was God. And we read by the end of the book of John that there are many other miracles that are not written in the book, but all that is there is there so that we might believe in the Son of God, that Jesus is God. So that's one of the things that we learned through reading this, the narrative of this miracle that Jesus raised Lazarus, that Jesus is God. But the second thing that is important for our faith, that is foundational for our faith, these two things are very important. One, that you believe that Jesus is God because he revealed that he is God. The second thing is that he revealed in this passage that he loved those he saved. And that's very important because you could think that or you could believe that Jesus is God with his divine power and, and all he's able to do, yet not to know that he loves you and that then struggle to trust in him, especially in difficult times. Therefore, Jesus, through these verses, again, he's revealing his divine nature, his glory. He said it from the beginning that the purpose of the miracle was to show the glory of God and the glory of the Son, but also through the test, we see Jesus revealing his love for Martha, Mary, Lazarus, and for those he called his own people. And that's why I intentionally short, uh, cut what, what was there in your bulletins, which is that we were going through through almost the end of, of the miracle when Jesus raised Lazarus, just to focus our attention in this important part, that Jesus loves you if you are his son or daughter. And there are three things that i like us to see together about Jesus' love. The first one is that Jesus' love seeks your good. He's always seeking your good. You see, from the beginning of the story, the narrative is that Jesus 
is preaching the gospel. He gets news about a friend who is ill. The news comes from his two sisters, Martha and Mary, the, the sisters of Lazarus who was ill. And Jesus right away tells the messenger, his disciples, and anybody around that this illness does not lead to death, but that is for the glory of God so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. That the illness had a good purpose. And that purpose was not just that Lazarus would die, but that God will be glorified and the Son of God might be glorified through it, which is Jesus, through raising Lazarus, will display his glory. Also, we learned that when Jesus heard this news, Jesus who know, who loved Martha, Lazarus, and Mary, he decided to stay there two more days. Two more days. And he decided to stay there where he was, not run directly to Bethany to heal Lazarus, because he loved Martha, Mary, and Lazarus. And there is where we might wonder at the beginning of the story, or you wonder, or anybody wonder, how is it that Jesus, loving Lazarus, decided to stay there more time rather than going and helping his good friend, a person he loved? And we learned that the reason why he does that is because he wanted them and his disciples and anybody around to be able to believe in him. Jesus said to his disciples in verse 14, Lazarus has died, and for your sake I'm glad that I was not there, so that you might believe, so that you might believe. There is no greatest gift and miracle that Jesus can do for you than giving you faith to believe in him. Because it is because you believe in him that you can have eternal life. Think about this, that Jesus just raised Lazarus, but didn't give them the opportunity to see his glory and therefore believe in him and be saved and have eternal life. That will have no being a real gift. But Jesus wanted them to be able to see his glory so they might be able to believe. We know from the word of God that all things work together for good, for those who love Christ. And this is that we are conformed into the image of his son. All things work together. Even the death of Lazarus was working for good so that... Martha, Mary, Jesus' disciples, those who witnessed the miracle, and even us today may see the glory of Christ. Jesus' love seeks your good always. Seeks your good always. Even when it doesn't look like at the beginning, as it happened in the story. Think about this. Think about you asking Martha and Mary, and even Lazarus, 
after the miracle happened, two days after, would you rather go back before Lazarus died and then Jesus coming and healing Lazarus so that you didn't have to go through all of this? Think about that for a moment. And I know that you may have probably different answers, but at least I believe that they would have said no because they saw the glory of Christ. They saw Jesus' power to raise Lazarus. Now, another thing is asking the same question before Lazarus died. Most likely they will say, no, we, we want you to heal Lazarus. We do not want Lazarus to die. This is why they send messengers to Jesus. But they understood afterwards that the death of Lazarus did not lead to death, but to the glory of God, to the glory of Christ, and that was for their good, so that they might believe. Second, Jesus' love hates your brokenness. Jesus' love hates your brokenness. And here is where we come to the test where we are. Martha is having this conversation with Jesus where she said to Jesus, if you would have been here, he would have not died. Jesus said, your brother will live again. She's thinking that he's talking about the end of time, the final resurrection. And Jesus taught her, I am the resurrection and the life. And asked her this question, do you believe this? Martha says, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, the one that is to come. There is where that conversation finished. This is outside Bethany. Jesus was on the way to Bethany. And Martha, because maybe she was the most anxious one, went and met Jesus before Jesus got to where Martha and Mary were. And then... Jesus sent Martha to bring Mary with her. And she goes to Martha, to Mary, and says, The teacher is here and is calling for you. Martha rose quickly and went to him. That shows that the reason why she stayed wasn't because she was upset, because Jesus had not come, but because she was waiting for Jesus to come. But as soon as she knew that Jesus was there, she went right away to meet her Lord, her Savior, the one she worshipped with all she had when she bowed down before him and wiped his feet with his expensive oil. Also people around Martha, the Jews who have come to visit came with Martha, with Mary, when Mary was on the way to Jesus, supposing that he was going to the tomb. And as soon as Martha gets close to Jesus, she fell at his feet. Just like when she worshipped him, she knows that she is in front of 
of her Lord. He knows that she is in front of her Savior. As Mary, as Martha, she has learned that Christ, that Jesus is the Christ, that Jesus is the Son of God, that Jesus is the one who was to come. But there was more that she needed to learn about that Jesus and about what he was able to do. She fell down before Jesus and she said almost the same words that Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you will have if you have been here, my brother will not have died. She was seeing Jesus limited by space. Jesus had to be there in order to heal Lazarus. But also by time, it's too late now. There is nothing to do. She's still discovering and learning the glory of Christ. And she's still learning how much Christ loved her. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who had come with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in his spirit and greatly troubled. Now, when you read this sentence in Greek, Jesus was deeply moved in spirit and greatly troubled, it will be more like Jesus was upset and angry. And think about the two different messages that we're getting here. Because when you read this, you read Jesus' move in his heart. But when you read from the Greek, you will read that Jesus was actually upset. And different commentarians have come up with different ideas about why he was upset. Because that's the question that you will go to ask. Why will be Jesus upset? At whom was he upset? About Martha? About Mary who was quipping about the Jews? Some people have said that he was upset because the Jews that were weeping might be people that are hired to whip because that's, that was part of the custom. And there was no authentic crying for Lazarus. Others have said that he was upset about the unbelief of Mary. But when you read what Jesus does afterwards, especially that he wept, I think what we are seeing here is that he's upset about what just happened there. The brokenness that is revealed through Lazarus' death. Jesus is upset, yes, about sin. Yes, about the brokenness, the reality of humanity, which is that we all die because we are fallen creatures, because we are experiencing the consequences of sin. So Jesus is there upset about seeing that Lazarus die as people die, and that those around who are weeping are hopeless because are part of a broken and hopeless world. What we are seeing here is that Jesus hates the brokenness of this world. 
He is not happy with sin and the consequences of sin. He is not indifferent to the brokenness that we all experience. Third, Jesus' love feels your pain. And he said, where have you laid him? Where have you laid Lazarus? Where is the tomb? They said to him, Lord, come and see. And then we have in front of us the shortest verse in the Bible. Jesus wept. Jesus wept. Well, first of all, one thing that I think is important to make a distinction is that when we see Jesus saw her, Mary weeping, and the Jews weeping, the, the word there is different to the word used to refer to Jesus. Because the weeping of Mary and the Jews was on control. While Jesus is weeping silently. But why did Jesus weep? First of all, he's there and he knows that he's going to raise Lazarus. He knew from the beginning because he told the messengers and his disciples that this illness will not lead to death, but to the glory of God and to the glory of the Son of Christ, the Son of God, which is Christ. Then why would he be weeping if he knew what would happen afterwards. If he knew that in a short time, he would ask Lazarus to come out of the tomb, and Lazarus would do it. And he knew also that he would raise Lazarus on the last day. I believe that Jesus wept because he felt the pain of Martha, Mary, and those who were there. That Jesus loved Lazarus, and his love for Lazarus was real. That when Martha sent the messengers to Jesus, saying, the one whom you loved is ill, Jesus was sensitive to this illness. And we see that as Jesus walks in his ministry, when he does the miracles that he did, he didn't do it only because he was showing his glory, but also because he cared about the brokenness of people. And he cared about your brokenness. Therefore, when Jesus wept, Jesus was again demonstrating and confirming to Martha and Mary that yes, indeed, he loved them. That he loved Lazarus. That he loved Martha. That he loved Mary. But Jesus was seeking their good. Their good was that they would see his glory. Here we see even the Jews, maybe among them, those who will later in the passage condemn Jesus because he raised Lazarus, saying, See how he loved him. See how he loved him. Why? Because Jesus wept. 
Some of them said, could he, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man also have kept this man from dying? Yes, he could. But he was seeking to do good to them so that they might believe. Therefore, brothers and sisters, I wanted to ask to focus on these verses because it is important that as we consider the glory of Christ, that Christ is divine, that Christ is God, that Christ is your Savior, my Savior, that you also remember that that Savior, who is almighty, loves you. Love you so much that he gave his life for you. And growing in faith is growing in trusting not only in Jesus' might, but in Jesus' love for you. That he loves you. That he seeks your good. That he hates your brokenness. And that he feels your pain as well. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you in your grace and mercy have chosen people like us who are broken, hopeless, to be your sons and daughters. We thank you that you did this motivated by your love for us. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you came to this world, that you emptied yourself, that you gave your life on the cross, that you suffered because you loved us. And we thank you that in your love you have sent to us the Holy Spirit, to open the eyes of our hearts, to give us new life in Christ, to give us new hope, to build our faith day by day. We thank you, Lord, also that you have given us the privilege, the opportunity, the blessing to be nourished by these elements. May you prepare our hearts, Lord, as we partake of the Lord's Supper to take it with faith, to rejoice in your love displayed on these elements. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.